0: What is up people? You're all listening to the another episode of the Imperial broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart. Joined as always by my co host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what's up?
1: Yeah, Shamari, we got another week. Um, which means another week for Star Wars Resistance. We have an episode episode four entitled The High Tower, which we'll talk about. I thought it was a strong episode, but we'll break it down a little more. Um Kathleen Kennedy reportedly gave us a update on the Boba Fett movie, so we'll talk about that early in the show, and uh, we have some new DLC coming into Star Wars Battlefront, Shamari has some interesting comments, some heated comments to make on that DLC and its release, so we'll talk about that later on in the show, Shamari, but other than that, it should be a good show.
0: Yeah, we got some good stuff uh, to talk about on this week's show, and you're right, I have a lot of comments to... To make regarding Battlefront but we'll get into that in, in a moment um, uh, but before I get into all that stuff I first just want to make a quick note here that uh, if you've been following Star Wars media um, recently you probably heard about John Williams so John Williams recently um, uh, fell ill um, so he was uh, supposed to be uh, doing a performance but he uh, got very sick and was unable to do the performance um, we're hearing now that he's doing much better, which is, of course, wonderful. Um, uh, but, you know, these kinds of things, uh, you know, it's always good to, uh, uh we, we try to keep a, keep tabs on all of the, the people that have worked on Star Wars because, you know, Star Wars came out back in the seventies. So of course they're getting much older and, and, you know, uh, uh, just getting sick can turn into something horrible. So, Um, We always want to, uh, and we're we're very glad to hear that uh, uh, John Williams is doing much better. Um, So that's spectacular news. Um, We'll be keeping tabs on this uh, as it develops. Hopefully it doesn't develop. Hopefully this is just a single one-off thing, and um, uh, John Williams will uh, just kind of continue composing Star Wars for however um, long he decides that he would like to do that. Uh, but all right, so just wanted to make a quick note there that, uh, we're thinking about John Williams and we hope that he continues to, uh, feel, uh, great, um, and continues to compose his music. Um, so the first story we'll be talking about here is this Boba Fett movie. So we're hearing, um, from Kathleen Kennedy herself, um, that the Boba Fett movie is 100% dead. And that's an actual quote, um, uh, apparently from Kathleen Kennedy, um, that the movie um, is uh, is uh, not happening. Basically, that is something that Lucasfilm is not focusing on at all right now. Um, and uh, you know, I had figured, I had kind of figured this would be the case for a while now. I mean, we hadn't heard anything from Lucasfilm regarding this. Uh, the rumors that we had been hearing and speculation regarding a Boba Fett movie had been pretty silent for a while um you know i feel like there was momentum building for that years ago but now lately let say within the last year it's basically been completely dead um and i think with this uh show the mandalorian that's come out this john favreau show i feel like that's basically uh their version of this quote-unquote boba fett movie that's that would have come out um so i feel like that's just uh because I feel like that you're targeting this, the exact same audience um, This audience That would have been watching this Boba Fett movie Is going to be watching The Mandalorian Right um, Which you know is, a, is in a way it's a win Because they're going to be buying the streaming service um, Which is what they want Which is what Iger wants I'm sure it's what Kathleen Kennedy wants as well um, So yeah I mean this is just The route that they're going right now I don't think it's a bad decision at all um, But it is the decision now, I think it's worth noting that Entertainment Weekly has reported that the, uh, this is the, the movie is still on the table for the future. But just for right now, it is not something that they are focused on making, which, you know, I think goes kind of goes without saying. But it is worth noting that um, it is, uh, you know, it's still a possibility that it's going to be made um, and that Entertainment Weekly made it a point to uh, state that. So I think this is uh, that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, but yeah, I basically figured that this this movie was one hundred percent it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's first of all, this is not really a movie that any of us really wanted. I don't know if there were that many people in general that wanted a Boba Fett movie. Um, it makes you wonder when when this change happened because. These reports weren't off, I don't think. I think they planned on making a Boba Fett movie, and I think they decided they don't want to do it anymore. Is this just a, a product of the Star Wars slowdown that Bob Iger talked about, all these movies being put on hold? Is this, like, them just completely nixing the idea and saying this is a bad idea? Is this a product of the Mandalorian being coming out and them saying, you know what, let's just focus all energy on that? When it comes to bounty hunters and Mandalorians and stuff, and not do Boba Fett. First of all, when you mentioned the, the first off, when you mentioned the Boba Fett, you mentioned the Mandalorian. It makes me wonder: is there a possibility that Boba Fett will show up in the Mandalorian? And if that happens, then that would make sense why we don't need a Boba Fett movie, especially if he's like a fairly integral character. It
0: is not just cameo. No, I think that that is, um, I mean, I think that would be very interesting, for sure. Um, isn't this? This is post um, episode six. Episode six, yeah, it's post Return of the Jedi. So, um, I mean, it's it's possible. <laughs> For sure, I think that would be, would be interesting. I mean, he's on um, what looks like a desert planet in that one photo that we have. So, I mean, hey, it's possible. You know, I would I w- I wouldn't I would not completely rule that out. That would be a that would completely catch me off guard. Even though maybe it maybe it shouldn't, but it would completely catch me off guard. Um, but I would welcome it. I would I would totally welcome that. I feel like a character like Boba Fett um, it would be much better suited in a role like that than in a solo movie um, or being the centerpiece of any movie. Um, I just think that that makes sense. Partially because of what I've been saying for I don't even know how many podcasts in that a lot of Boba Fett's integral story was told already. Right. Okay. Um, in terms of the, the development of him as a person. Um, so I feel like it would be, you know, mixing up canon. And I think his story was told well, you know, I don't think it wasn't told well, but, um, you know, uh, uh, the, the, either it would be mixing up canon if they were to tell their own story, or they would have to follow, have a story that follows along the same path that the Clone Wars went, which, I mean, they could do that. And I don't think it would be bad, but it, it would be something that I, I, uh, kind of feel like i saw coming you know instead of having a completely original story so that kind of hampers my that would hamper my excitement um for seeing its development but um uh that is something that they could have done either way i you're right you know i'm not crying about this i'm not really upset about this at all um this is it's just you know maybe this was just a smart business decision on their part i mean i i agree i don't think that this this movie was very um heavily asked for uh i mean it i mean there are people it was one of those things at least it, this is just from my pers- my percept- perspective but it seemed like one of those things that was just brought up and it was like oh yeah that would be cool you know yeah like at most you know that's kind of what i saw from people oh yeah that would be cool but like nothing that was like you know I really want to see this. It's similar to how the Obi-Wan movie a lot of people are are kind of like that, you know. Um right. So, um I mean, you do have some people like that for the Boba Fett movie, but not nearly as much. And that's yeah, just, I mean, that's just based on what I've seen. But that's the the general sense that I get um in terms of how the Star Wars community feels about this this uh possible Boba Fett movie. Um but yeah, I'm I'm not very broken up about this.
1: Yeah, nah, um, especially when they say, Entertainment Weekly said that the movie was supposed to be about Bolivet and a bunch of the Bounty Hunters we saw in episode 5, that's just not, that's just not something I would have been that interested in, (laughs) you know, I mean, why do I care about, you know, Dengar and you guys, like, like, I don't know, It just is not a movie that I would have been super excited about, um, now, again, Boba Fett showing up in The Mandalorian, I'd lose my mind. But right. that's how they just have to weigh sometimes the importance and the relevance of these characters. Not to say Boba Fett not a relevant character, because there are plenty of, especially as you know in The Clone Wars, plenty of great stories you can tell of Boba Fett. But we only have but so many Star Wars movies that you can make, and wasting one on Boba Fett would feel unfortunate yeah but because of the lack of success in solo and episode eight and uh really those two in particular um they probably they they realized we don't really have time for any more star wars movies outside of episode nine right now so that's the position we're in now
0: yeah um so we'll see uh I mean, we'll see. I guess we'll see if this story progresses. I mean, if, you know, um, we'll end up getting a Boba Fett movie at some point. But I think it definitely makes all the sense in the world to put this this idea on hold for now um, and focus on uh, getting episode nine out and making sure that it is a success. Um, but, alright, so the next topic we have for you guys is uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. So, that's kind of hinted at in, in the. Uh, Beginning of the podcast, so there's some DLC coming out. Um, uh, by the time you're listening to this, it's probably out already. But it is for uh, General Grievous, um, popular. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know how popular, but he's a prequel character. Yeah, <laughs> um, popular. <laughs> uh, a character in the prequels uh, who is a uh, cyborg, uh, lightsaber wielding cyborg <laughs> um, with multiple arms, uh, wielding many lightsabers at once. And uh, hunting Jedi. So he uh, is Count Dooku's apprentice. Um, I don't believe he was Force-sensitive. I've never seen him use the Force, but he was able to uh, uh, do lightsaber combat. So that would be, it would be very fun to see him um, utilize those lightsabers uh, in uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Now, I was very excited about Grievous. There's a couple things that have hampered my excitement. The first one, uh, this is more minor, but... It is a thing. We didn't get any kind of trailer or anything um, for Grievous's arrival in the game. All we have is a uh, just concept art. Um, yeah, that's really it. We just have concept art, um, concept art, and then art of his uh, skins. Which I mean, you know, that's it. And then we just get to play as him. I mean, I don't know. I would have liked something else in the middle, some kind of clip or something. <laughs> to get us excited yeah. for his arrival to give us some kind of hint as to what it's going to be like to play as him he, they're just going to drop him apparently so I mean he's going to be out and he's just going to be played as apparently um, so there's that so that was kind of like oh okay uh, why aren't they showing us anything so that's a little has me a little bit worried but there's also the fact that they are making him uh, apparently uh, and this is just according to what I've been able to find um, he's going to be 35,000 credits <laughs> And that's just to that's just to get him. Um, and he has a, another skin, the ba- battle damage skin. That's an extra twenty thousand credits. And it, it's one of those things where it's like, um, you know, like they, it, 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 you feel almost hoodwinked because it's like they say that the DLC is free, and then they make these characters so expensive in game and yeah you know and now i i i actually i of course i went and i checked to see if i had enough credits and i do have enough credits to get him it's going to be all basically all of my credits i have like thirty six (laughs) thousand credits but i I barely have enough credits to get him um and that's for me not really spending my credits um that i've kind of been been stockpiling and uh i now I, i don't play the game as much um as, uh, uh, you know, some other people that I know are our uh, younger brother, Henry. Shout out to our younger brother, Henry. He uh, plays the game a lot more than me. He has a lot. He has way more credits than I do. Um, but he plays the game almost uh, every day, every other day. So, I mean, um, they're kind of just catering to the fans that play the game a lot more. Um, if you play the game occasionally, but, you know, um, but, you know, you, you don't really play it as much. And you hear, oh, General Greaves is coming out. I don't want to play as him. Well, do you have enough credits? Then you have to play. <laughs> uh, and then you have to uh, obtain all the credits that you need. And it's just very irritating. I really don't think that these heroes... I don't think you should have to buy these heroes at all, honestly. I think that that's really, really... Um, that's not good at all. When they first released this game, and I saw that you had to buy... Uh, <laughs> did, yeah, characters. To, yeah, did you have to like buy? It wasn't Vader like a yeah. Vader thing? was
1: like eighty thousand credits. Yeah, something
0: ridiculous like that, and Luke Skywalker was like something ridiculous. <laughs> it, uh, I, it was just, it was ridiculous. It was completely insane. It's still to my to this day boggles my mind that they would do something that ridiculous, and they haven't strayed from it. They're doing the same thing with the DLC characters. I wonder how much Anakin's gonna cost. This is totally. ridic- this is completely ridiculous. It's completely, completely ridiculous. <laughs> Dice needs to just fix this system, and they need to learn that people don't like this. I would just look up Grievous DLC, and in any comments, I just see people complaining about how much how much credits. <laughs> yeah, like it's ridiculous. But I mean,
1: that's the that's the freemium. Microtransactions is a model, yeah we're gonna make things free and then make it super hard to obtain so that you want to feel like you want you have to pay for it and they 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 they're starting to creep its way into console games. It's been a mobile game uh strategy for years now, and dice and e a feel like all right now we can we can use that model for our battlefront star Wars games. Let's make give them a free DLC, quote unquote, but make it so many credits to, to where you'll either have to play the game a heck of a long, a heck of a lot of times, or you have to pay for them. So, I mean, I you know I respect the hustle, but people no, there's no way people are gonna be ha- happy about that because, like you said, you may spend all your credits on grievous, but then what happens when
0: Dooku comes? Yeah, I mean, isn't he coming out in like a month? There's no way I'm gonna make up like. <laughs> How much is he going to cost? are you going to cost? 50,000 credits? Exactly. Now I have to play the game every day. <laughs> if it's I like, want to. It. Like, it's like, come on, man. Like, come on. This is completely ridiculous. <laughs> it's Completely ridiculous. Now I'm like, do I want, or do I really want Grievous? Should I have, yeah, like, no, thinking, yeah, should
1: I wait?
0: Yeah, and it's like, come on. Like, no one, no one wants to be forced to be put in that kind of position. Like, you know, like, you say the DLC is free. I bought the game. Let me play the game. You know? Or just make me pay for the DLC. I don't mind paying. The people have been complaining about the season pass or whatever. I would have just paid for the season pass. I would prefer that to this. To this stuff where the game is free, but you have to buy all your heroes. And yeah, you have to... You, have to, uh, you know, the quote-unquote DLC is free, but you have to pay for the heroes. Like, it's, it's just... Uh, it's completely ridiculous. It's completely... completely and you ridiculous. saw...
1: Um... You saw, like, 40 people left DICE this week. Really? Because of Battlefront. Really? 40 employees of DICE left Battlefront because, uh... Because of the failed launch of Star Wars Battlefront 2.
0: Like, they just left the project? They were just like, I don't want to do this anymore? Well, they left the company, yeah. They said that, uh...
1: They also, because there's they're getting, uh... Tough competition from, uh... ...different gaming companies in Stockholm, Sweden. But... ...very interesting.
0: Look, man, I mean, they have to change their model. You know, and this is... Uh, um, uh, ...the way that they're... ...they're launching these games... Um, ...I mean, it's just... ...it's not good. It's not good how they're launching these games. They're, they sneak Grievous into the game. They they didn't even promote him. They don't promote
1: That's him. That's why... Honestly, they know if they would have done some massive rollout of General Reeves, and people found out, oh, he cost this much, people would have been upset.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous. And honestly, like when they rolled out the last show, like, they they brought out Finn and Phasma. I don't think did they, did they cost anything. I don't. I don't remember. I don't if they believe cost they anything. cost anything. I don't think they cost a penny. Now, I if I'm wrong about that, they didn't. They did not cost nearly as much. Because I'm able to play as Finn and Phasma, and it is is not a problem for me. So, so it's like, exactly. it's, oh, I'm sorry, what? No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this like this is ridiculous. It's just, um, it's just completely absurd. I'm very upset at Dice. I don't know why they they're adopting this, or I know why it's because of greed, but, um, I don't think that they have to adopt this model to make money. And if they want people to just buy a season pass and have them buy a season pass, I guarantee people prefer that to this. I guarantee it. <laughs> I prefer that to this. I'll pay to you, oh, you, you want to, to play as them, then just buy the season pass. I'll buy a season pass. But, yeah. don't, but don't lie to me. <laughs> don't lie to me. Don't tell me it's free when it's not. Don't say, oh, yeah, it's free. You just have to grind for however many hours in the game or spend your money. And it's like, no. Mm-mm nope, that's a lie, you know, so, nah, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not feeling that, so DICE is, DICE is, uh, is on my naughty list right now, they're, they're not, they're are being very, uh, they're being very, um, uh, disingenuous and deceitful, and I guarantee the, the Star Wars community and just the gaming community uh, they take note of these things, and they are not oh, appreciative. They, and they are not appreciative of it. They are very loud about it. Clearly, so um, their own
1: employees. Know they're of own, these own
0: employees. They're just like, listen, how we're we doing this, it doesn't make any sense. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah and look, we know the Star Wars community they got. They probably got people, you know, tweeting them and saying crazy stuff. Yeah, there's probably people outside of Dice
0: right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People probably,
1: you know. Trying to pull up the dice, sending them, you know, messages, <laughs> you know, sending them hate mail. Oh yeah, you know, like
0: yeah, they like really them. messed up. And this was like supposed to be the fighting game
1: of their of Star Wars in the last five to ten years. Yep. It was supposed to be their their franchise game, their you know
0: number one game, and they've completely botched this franchise. Yeah, they really messed this up. So. Um, We'll see how Grievous is. I'm gonna get him. (laughs) You know, I'll spend all my credits to get him. And when Dooku comes out, we'll we'll see what I do then. Um, But hopefully, he's fun to play as. I'm sure. I think in a game like that, it would be easy to make him fun to play as. Um, I think the rollout for him has been atrocious, but you know, hopefully, he'll be fun to play as. So we'll. I'll be able to speak on that next week. (laughs) Um, So we'll be able to get more details on that. Now, we got another episode of Star Wars Resistance. This episode is the High Tower. Um, this I, I thought this was a, a, a much... Uh, this episode was an improvement. I mean, it followed Kaz, Tam, and... Uh, uh, was his name? Deku? Is, is, or is it... Or is it ne- no, Niku. Yeah, Deku. I don't know why. That, that's my hero <laughs> of academia on the brink. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh... And Niku. Um, as they... Uh, they kind of uh, go with um, Hype Faison, who is finally makes an appearance, Donald Faison, voicing Hype Faison, um, uh, and makes his appearance as a character in the show that is interacting with other people. So um, uh, so he seems interested in Tam, uh, and I'm not sure exactly why. It seems like he wants to get something out of her. I don't know what it is. I'm hoping we'll, that'll be elaborated on in the future. Um, but they show that they have, uh, an aces lounge a lounge for all the ace pilots and there's, they're having power outages. So Kaz goes into the tower because he also hears that there's first order troopers uh, or that, uh, 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 uh Doza, um, who's kind of uh, running the, the whole, uh, the Colossus, um, that he, uh, is in league with the first order. Um, so he ends up sneaking on to the the, uh, the aces lounge and and uh spying on doza and he's being um uh, he's basically being um they, he, he's being extorted by the first order i mean we saw in the in the uh the episode triple dark that the first order is sending pirates in um so now the first order is pulling up and they're like oh you're getting pi- you have pirates you have a pirate problem we can fix that for you blah 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 and they're kind of making threats um kind of sneakily making threats that listen you're not gonna be able to do to be able to to run like this much longer so i kind of like what they're doing here you know with this uh uh with this whole scenario i mean we have doza finally who seems like an interesting character he's the first uh character introduced in the show that doesn't seem like he's a a joking man (laughs) he seems very serious he seems like he definitely means business He has his eye on Kaz now. Um, So this is very, uh, this is getting very interesting. Um, And Kaz is getting closer to First Order. Finally, you know, he's not just telling Jaeger that I had to find the First Order. Like, no, he's actually, there's the First Order. So he's actually spying on them now. Um, So, uh, yeah, we're actually getting somewhere. I'm very curious about this red armored. uh, uh, Stormtrooper I guess I mean I wonder I'd say Stormtrooper But I don't really know what he is I mean he has the armor but it's completely different Um uh, It's uh, the the first thing that comes to mind Is Cardinal who was in the Phasma novel Who had armor like Phasma's but it was Red but his armor This trooper's armor Is very different It's different from any Stormtrooper and It's different from the First Order Stormtroopers So I don't know what he is um, so I, I'm guessing I'm say Stormtrooper for now, but I don't know what he is. He could be anything. Um, but I'm very curious to find out more about this character as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought this was a. Uh, I thought this was a strong episode. I think the episodes have pro- progressively gotten better. Um, still not amazing at all, but uh, they're doing a better job of making me. Interested in what's happening, um, uh, making me slightly more invested in the characters, um, I thought Hype Faison's inclusion worked and I thought it added to the show, uh, I thought that, um, the, the, the whole conspiracy angle of Doza, like you said, being in league with the First Order and, you know, that meeting that they had, with, that he had with the First Order, uh, and that whole conspiracy angle uh, worked. Um, I thought there were good scenes of humor. I thought when, I was laughing when uh, they were when they were giving out bets on whether or not Cavs was gonna yeah. fall off that <laughs> ship. <laughs> I like, sorry. But um, but no, nah, I thought this was a strong episode. Um, we still I, I still need this. The show it takes place. I don't know we just need something more like impactful to happen or something more impactful to be for the story needs to be more impactful in general because it's too off the beaten path for me to care right now yeah I, I don't know if that's gonna change but I do feel like this episode got took a step closer to being important wasn't there yet but it's getting closer
0: Yeah, it's getting there. I mean, we're getting there. I feel like there's clearly more to be said about all of these characters. Tam, Jaeger, even hype Faison, um, uh, you know, and the rest of the Aces, who we don't even know yet, but I'm guessing we're going to know since they were in that featurette. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and, uh, of course, all these First Order characters. so so yeah, I mean I'm sure we're gonna get into more all of that stuff, but it's just going. Yeager very as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I said yeah. Yeager. Oh, you said Yeager. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna get into all this, all that, all the. Um, uh, we're gonna get into all of these characters, I'm sure, at some point, but it's just going very slowly. Uh, similar to Rebel Season One, um, where Rebel Season One, I was like, why am I watching this? You know, I, I was just I was expecting a, a, a something like the Clone Wars, and I completely did not get it. But you know um uh rebels uh, you know it got more serious over time, so I'm thinking this is gonna kinda gonna go along the same route um though there's just no force sensitivity involved, which I don't mind, but you know you know it's not like okay, you know eventually we're gonna get to Jedi it's like I don't know where we're gonna go with this yeah guy's <laughs> gonna join the resistance, I mean I don't know, you know, we don't see in any of the movies, <laughs> so like I don't know so so yeah, this is uh. Uh, we don't exactly know where it's going to go from here. Um, and it's funny because uh, and when you think about the... the uh, because I was actually, and of course, again, shout out to Rebel Force Radio. Um, I was listening to them earlier today. And uh, someone sent them a message saying that they kind of have a problem with the whole concept of the show in general. Um, because, I mean, they have pro- an issue with the fact that Poe was willing to leave BB-8. Well, first of all, why is Poe leaving BB-8? Um, ever? ever. <laughs> but why is he? Yeah, I don't BB know why 8? BB is with them. Yeah, bro. why? He... I'm
1: watching this show and I'm like,
0: why is he even there? Yeah, why is Poe leaving BB Eight for a long period of time? Apparently, on this on this place with Kaz to help him. Like he barely knows him. He barely knows Kaz, and BB 8s his co pilot. You know why <laughs> is he leaving BB Eight on this planet with Kaz, and why is he entrusting Kaz with such apparently such an important mission? The first first order spy on this planet and he, he sees Kaz do one thing in the next wing and he's like, you're the guy that's going to find this first order spy. He's like, if this is an, and see how inept Kaz is. He's like, if this is an important mission, why would you leave it to someone like this? You know? And it, it kind of, it, it, you can't, when I heard that, I'm like, you can't just, you can't think about it that much. You just can't.
1: You're right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> like this, like you can't break it down logically like that. You just accept that it is what it is. Just accept that they're just like, listen, Poe just sees something in Kaz, and he's just like, you're my guy, so Kaz is, his, Kaz is his guy, and BB-8's gonna help him, and that's just what the story is right now. Uh, I don't know why, you know, Poe left BB-8 on the planet like that. I feel like that's very unlike Poe, based on having read his character in the comics as well. <laughs> I don't think he would just leave BB-8 on this planet, but I don't know, man. I mean... <laughs> Especially and with and with uh, people is another thing that they made note of. And he's leaving him with people that don't want to help him. Yeager is like, I don't care about this. I'm not going to help him. He can just stay here, I guess, if he works. But I'm not going to help him. And he gives him a cover as a mechanic when he doesn't need to a mechanic. He doesn't even know how to be. So it, none of it really makes any sense. But you just kind of got you kind of just have to go with it. You know, there's there's a lot of issues um, logically or with Poe's logic. In why he would go along with something like this and he's reckless he's been reckless in the movies and the comics and a lot of times Leia has to straighten him out but this is kind of like almost nonsensical so um, but it's but you kind of just have to go along with it so I'm willing to go along along with the ride to see where exactly the show leads Um, I'm hoping Poe comes back soon because I feel like that would make more sense than just leaving bb8 on, on on this planet for god knows how many seasons you know like <laughs> wouldn't poe come back to like check in and say hey how, well, what's going on how you doing you know or check on bb8 you know a, i feel like that would kind of alleviate that kind of that plot hole of why would he do that but uh but yeah i guess we'll we'll uh we'll see um but yeah, I agree with you, Kendall. I th- I was high on this episode. I think this was a decent episode. Um, it was. I think it was. This was the best episode so far. Um, and I'm looking forward to things. Uh, hopefully, heating up uh, for future episodes as well. Um, so I briefly wanted to touch on um, the Star Wars novel from a certain point of view uh, because I finished the novel. Um, and I think this is a very interesting novel. It's the most interesting of all the Star Wars novels, I think, so far. Because it's not really a singular novel. Well, it, it is and it isn't. It's so interesting. It's tells the story of A New Hope, but from the point of view of, of several different characters, 40 different characters. Um, uh, so it's really, really, uh... Uh, it's it's all all over the place. Basically, you have stories told from the perspective of of everyone from a mouse droid to a Jawa to Tarkin to Yoda. Everybody, <laughs> uh, everyone is in this movie. It's really really vast, and some points make you just make you laugh. Some get you emotional. Some are deep. Some are really really. Um, just really good Um, so this is uh, uh, this is um, I I was really really impressed by this Um, now I think some of the standouts of the stories um, and I'm saying this partially you know for if someone were to um, listen to this and decide to pick up the book the standout stories uh, for me personally um, are I would say uh, the, the, one of the, the, the better of the beginning ones is uh, the Bucket, which is one told from the perspective of a stormtrooper. Um, uh, in the beginning, of course, in the beginning of the New Hope, in the beginning of a New Hope. Um, uh, some fun ones are uh, there's one called the Red One, which is a story uh, following the um, the R5D4 droid. That is in the line with uh, um, what's his name uh, with R two D two and C three P O in the beginning when you know Luke's like oh he has a bad motivator and all that other stuff. It's from the perspective of that droid, so that's a very very fun uh, a very funny little uh, a little book there. Of course, is Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray um, featuring Qui Gon Jinn. Um, and that one is a is a also a really good one. It's, it's, it, for me, it seems like the basis for, um, uh, for this new, uh, for this book that she's writing. Um, where you're following Obi-Wan and he's, um, uh, uh, speaking with Qui-Gon, and it's, it's just, oh great, wonderful, wonderfully written. And Claudia Gray is just, uh, spectacular. So, um, uh, oh, let me see. You got a bunch of I got you got like a bunch of stories in the in the Star Wars Cantina, um, following everything that happened there. So I won't even go into all of them, but they're all good. They're all very good. It gets kind of convoluted at times and complicated, and that I don't like. Some are told from the perspective of that Bith band, from, told from the perspective of Greedo, told from the perspective of various different things. Boba there's a story following Boba Fett in this. Um, so you have stories from all kinds of people. Then you have stories following Imperials, from uh, uh, from uh, General Tag to Will of Tarkin. Uh, there's a story following Bria Organa called Eclipse. Um, Pablo Hidalgo actually wrote this, the the tarkin Center storyline, which was very good. Um, that one's titled "Verge of Greatness." Um, let's see. We got some here. The one from the that's told from the perspective of a mouse droid is very funny. It's called "Of Mse Six and Men." It's kind of like "Of, My, of Mice and Men." It's just, which again, like this is such it's such a creative book. It's super creative, and I think it's perfect to have and and you know um, to kind of uh, celebrate the fortieth fortieth anniversary of Star Wars. Um, so I think this is. Uh, which is really great. The Yoda book was Yoda story was great. Titled "There Is Another," where Yoda's is Yoda kind of a uh, thinking about and you know uh, uh, thinking in you know thinking about the fact that he's so excited to train this uh, young Jedi that is out there, um, and the Jedi he's actually referring to is Leia, not Luke, which is crazy, um, uh, and. Uh, some of the stories in the end are amazing as well Amazing So you got some really really good stuff um, Towards the end You have an awesome Story by uh, Charles Soule uh, Who of course was writing the Darth Vader comic now And he also wrote um, uh, The Poe comic As well um, And this one that, It's a, a story called The Angle and It follows Lando and he's in he's in like a cantina, and he sees uh the he sees the Millennium Falcon on some leaked footage that shows the the rebels destroying the Death Star, and he's like, who's flying the Falcon? What? It's like it's crazy. Um, it is so 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 good. Alexander Freed writes an amazing uh, story called The Contingency Plan, which follows Mon Mathma and what she's thinking about as the rebels are going through the the uh the uh, plan to destroy the Death Star, she's thinking of all the possibilities (laughs) and what is going to have to happen if they lose Um, or if, uh, yeah, basically if they lose, if they fail, and what what she's going to do after that. Um, Yeah, this is, I I think I would give this book, honestly, out of 10, I'd give it an 8.5. I was very, very pleased with it. And I would definitely recommend it to a Star Wars fan especially an original trilogy star wars fan uh especially those original original trilogy periods that are out there you would they would love the hell out of this book they would love this book and i and i think that it is spectacularly written it has a lot of wonderful short stories in it um it kind of gets all over the place at times sometimes it's you know some of the stories are seem very irrelevant and random like the mouse droid one was very random and it's just like, why is this be, even being told? But, um, but it is, uh, it is, I think it's definitely worth, I think it's definitely worthwhile. I think this is, uh, I think this is a very, very interesting one. Um, and I'm glad I actually have this one in paper form. Um, it's one of the few, uh, books I actually have in paper form, but I'm very glad that I do because it's very, very well told. Um, and it features some spectacular, uh, talent i think it shows the talent of the the lucasfilm publishing team the kind of group of authors that they have these these are people that are very 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 talented authors so um uh i think this was just a success all around and i highly recommend it to anybody listening out there all right uh so that will do it for uh for this podcast um like i said not too much news this week but Um, some, some, a couple of interesting stories and some reviews. So, next week, of course, we'll have more Star Wars Resistance. And, um, I plan on getting into the comics more, uh, uh, next week as well. Um, no, before, before I, I actually end the podcast, Kendall, did you have anything you want, anything that you were interested in, uh, regarding just the book that I was just discussing from a certain point of view?
1: Uh. Well, while you were talking, I was thinking about how it sounds—not super similar, but it it reminded me of the new uh, Lego, the new Lego Star Wars All Stars Mm, series that's coming out or just came out, just debuted this week. Mm, Um, Right. It's sort of replacing uh, Forces of Destiny. as kind of you know the YouTube Star Wars short type of thing, but,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, and also when when I, when I saw, when I saw that show, it also reminded me that we haven't had, like, we haven't had a Lego Star Wars game in a long time. I mean, not since, I guess, The Force Awakens came out, and it makes you wonder if, when Episode 9 comes out, if we're gonna get an all-encompassing, an all-encompassing Lego Star Wars video game. That includes Rebels, the comics, all forms of canon, including all the movies.
0: I feel like that'd be a lot of work. I mean, that would be a lot. I mean, they
1: work. have Lego Marvel superheroes, which has like every Marvel character ever created.
0: That is true. Um, but I feel like that that even those stories, I mean, I feel like it it would have to be a different story completely. If they were to do something like that um so for yeah so for um the, for a, a lego star wars game um it would have to be different from say lego star wars the complete saga which has episodes one through six like you couldn't right. tell the story from each individual movie that would be way too long or i mean they could do that but that would be really long yeah i yeah, mean yeah, that would
1: take up like an entire PlayStation.
0: Drive. Yeah, I mean, if you're including everything from Solo to to um, to uh, like you were saying Rebels, One, yeah, yeah, Rogue One, so yeah, um, the Episode Eight.
1: I'd like, imagine it has to be nine. like abbreviated
0: versions of each. Oh yeah, they they would. Uh, I think that would make more sense. Cause even but just more-
1: with more like free room and stuff similar to uh, similar to the Lego Marvel game.
0: Yeah. I mean if they could make it really free roam where you can go to different planets, I think that would be spectacular. Um but you know, one can one can one can dream. I think they'll end <laughs> up making another one at some point, but I don't I don't know how good it'll be, but I think There's I'll, also a chance it might just be the new sequel trilogy. Yeah, I mean I think there's a better I thought you were gonna say that at first, which I, I, I would have said I think there's there's a I think there's an okay chance that they'll do something like that. I mean the Lego Star Wars games are good, so um but yeah, so hopefully hopefully they end up making something like that at some point. Uh but all right, so that'll do it for this podcast. Uh like I said next week we're we're going to um we'll have more reviews for you guys. So we'll be talking about more resistance. Um and we will uh review um uh, uh we'll review some of the comics that have come out recently as well cuz I of course I'm following those. Um And we'll be talking about any news. And also, I will be talking about Grievous and Battlefront 2. So you have that to look forward to as well. Uh, But that will do it for this podcast. So I thank you all for listening. And I hope uh, you all be listening next week as well. I'm Yoshimaru, joined by Kendall. And we will see you guys next time. Everything you went to, and everything you'll get through, just make the be with you, and pay the pussy with you, and everything you went to,
1: and everything you'll get through, just make the be with you.